This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello, everyone. Time to buckle up. My name is Fred Staub. The other guy over there at the helm of his desk is none other than Les Jackson, automotive expert extraordinaire. Yes, and uh, I'm sitting on the port side of the desk, which (laughs) I'm not sure is right or left. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because we're not on the ocean. It's the side with port on it, I guess. Port wine. That's good enough for me. All right. You know, Les, a lot of things going on. uh, And this is a big week coming up for Ford with the reveal of the F-150 pickup. We know a little bit about it. We know it's going to have a big screen in the dashboard. We also know it's going to have a sleeper seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, waiting in the wings as well is the much-delayed Ford Bronco. But the reveal date uh, for that capable off-roader became somewhat controversial, and we'll tell you why. That's right. Uh, you know, you'd think they would have... Well, anyway, um, we'll talk tech a little later in the show. This time, it's Michelin's Connected Tires. Hey, he's connected. Yeah, and Honda says its trucks are tough, but not too many people know that. So we'll have some news about their future products and how they're getting tougher. Absolutely. And Ram celebrates our armed forces with the next phase of its built-to-serve pickups. They're very successful with those. We're going to have... uh, the head of Ram brand, Mike Koval, on uh, again later in the show. He's going to join us to detail these tribute trucks and, uh, and of course, explain to us why they are so successful. Oh, yeah. Special editions always successful. Uh, it seems always. like at, at FCA they love doing that. All that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, the show you're listening to. Uh, Don't forget to check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, CruiseControlRadio.com. Lots of excitement. Um, We have to tell Mike when he gets here that uh, one of the dealers said Ford, uh, it's a Ford dealer, said Ford had to change because Ram changed pickup trucks. We couldn't stay the way we were. So I think he'll like that. It's a bit of a... Bit of a compliment, but uh, yeah, big screen, big screen. I how big will these screens go? I think you're going to end up with a 32 inch television on your on yeah, your dashboard. I, I think you won't have a, a windshield anymore. It's just going to be a big screen, <laughs> a big screen with surround sound and uh, and maybe a steering wheel. We'll have That's to see. Right. But uh, yeah, we've got it all for you, folks. Lots of new reveals, lots of new technology, and a whole. A lot more. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio because we are just getting started. A lot of things going on in the automotive industry, and we want to bring you up to date in case you're thinking about buying a new vehicle or just a car culturist. All here on Cruise Control Radio. We'll be right back. 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, everybody. Les Jackson at the command desk at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Fred's over there uh, wondering what the command desk is. And I don't know either, but uh, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we have lots and lots to talk about the auto industry. Yeah, it has cranked up for the most part, um, as far as I know. Are there there aren't any closed factories now, right? Uh, I don't think so. They're not. They may not be up to uh, the pre-COVID levels, but uh, they're they're all coming back and. Yep. The other thing I'm struck with, Les, is there's so many reveals. Uh, the ILX this week uh, from Lexus, uh, right. the Nissan Rogue. We've got the reveal of the F-150 coming up this week at 8 p.m. Coming Their up. most important product. The Kia K5, uh, which is their a new sedan, June 30th. The Bronco, which we're going to get into in a minute. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think it's kind of the the leftover of the auto season that didn't happen. Um, and, you know, they ha- have to reveal these vehicles. Now they're revealing them in summer, but that's okay. I mean, uh, we're going to well, talk, talk soon about the Mach 1 Mustang. I mean, a lot going on, but... At Ford, it's all about the F-150, and this is a huge, huge product for them, and they've got to get it right. they got to step up the game. Uh, what are we going to see? We're going to see that big screen in the dashboard. Right. We're going to see incredible interiors. It will have a new electrical architecture, which will allow Ford to provide over-the-air updates. It will, uh, so you don't have to go back to the dealer if you need to get new software, a software flash. And it's also going to offer a sleeper seat, uh, sort of similar to business class on an airplane. So, well, uh, and of course, it's going to have, I'm sure, a very imposing front end. Imposing front end, lots of LED. Um, and uh, of course, we're probably going to, we're going to see a hybrid version. Don't know if we're going to see the electric version right away. I'm sure they will tease it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it is a big deal. As I say, we're going to be watching it live at 8 p.m. on Thursday, uh, June 25th. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of information about that coming up. But uh, it, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal for them. That's right. And Can the public watch that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I got I, a, I got an invite. Invites. You got yeah. invites. Yeah, it's I'm not sure. I would I think mean, why not? It what, would be a good idea, would, yeah. but what would be the downside? The the good thing for our listeners is we take care of it. We'll let them know what all the uh, latest trends are and all the uh, all the updates so so they That's don't have right. to. Yeah. Uh now, this is an ongoing story, but it <laughs> involves the Ford Bronco. <laughs> And, you know, this thing has been, uh, we've been talking about this reveal forever. It was supposed to happen at the New York Auto Show. Obviously, it didn't because of the COVID virus and the show being canceled. And then it was going to happen a few months later and and so on and so on and so on. We've seen videos. We've seen 
uh, spy footage. We've seen uh, footage of it being built in a in a plant. Um, so it's kind of one of the worst kept secrets out there. Well, they sa- finally said we're going to reveal this uh, <laughs> on July 9th. Everyone <laughs> said great, except somebody said, "Guess what? That is O.J. Simpson's birthday." O.J. Simpson, yes. Simpson made Broncos famous or infamous in the slow-speed uh, chase. Infamous, yes. And uh, that you know that's a that's a whole uh, double-edged story here. Yes. Because, but we won't get into the politics of it. But the fact is, it clearly offends a number of people. Yeah. Uh, One of them being the sister of Nicole Brown Simpson, uh, who uh, said uh, when they were going to release that on O.J. Simpson's birthday, are you kidding me? That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, uh, And, uh, you know, it was so much the it it blew up so much that they decided to move it to July 13th, which I mean, I guess they're not superstitious. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad they're not. They just got to get this thing done, you know. It's and- it's been lingering. This is so similar to the Thunderbird intro back in 2002. Yeah. Uh anyway, um they have to get it done. There haven't been any car shows, uh, you know, on the good side, they've saved millions and millions of dollars uh, from uh, from not paying for huge vehicle launch and shows. On the bad side, though, they haven't made a lot of cars <laughs> or sold a lot uh, well, of cars. Now, so. see, there, therein you you bring up a, a a a problem of a technicality there. All right. Well, we're going to uh, have more on the Ford Bronco after this. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred and Les, be right back. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. We were just talking about the Ford Bronco. Something we're excited about. I think it's going to be very capable. It is going to be a real challenge to the Jeep Wrangler. A lot of capability there. Uh, of course, uh, during the break, we were talking about this, how, and before the break, how, how they didn't realize July 9th was O.J. Simpson's birthday. Of course, Broncos tied to O.J. Simpson. Not that it makes the Bronco bad. It was just the vehicle they got in. But it's certainly a PR disaster. Good for Ford, though. They immediately saw it was a PR disaster and reacted by moving it to July 13th. So we will see it at July 13th and hope to talk about the capabilities of the vehicle, not the controversy anymore, because that that is behind us, right? Absolutely. And the fact is, uh, this is going to be a huge, huge success. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, th- there are millions of people out there that are Ford devotees. And, you know, you can't buy a, a classic Bronco. You can't afford one. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it won't have the problem of the original one, which meant it just rusted away. <laughs> they were rust, right. bu- rust buckets. 
you know, uh, but, but the worst, the worst I re- know of, uh, I don't think there was anything other than maybe the Pinto that had a reputation Vega? for rusting worse. Vega. Oh, the Vega. <laughs> how, how silly of me to forget they the They said you could drive it home from your uh, dealer and park it and you'd have a pile of rust on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or, or molten aluminum from the engine melting down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huge overheating problems. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to the Ford Bronco and be uh, talking a lot about it. Uh, later on the show, we're actually going to uh, talk about the Mach 1 Mustang, which is another thing. Uh, they're on a product offensive, Ford is. And uh, so we'll get you up to date on that. Let's talk a little tech, Les, should we? Uh, shall we? Absolutely. How about uh, connected tires? I mean, you always want your tires to be connected to your axles. <clears throat> but uh, Well, preferably. Preferably. But what about connected to your phone? And that's uh, what Michelin's new connected tire that's going to be found on the BMW M2 CS is going to do. It actually has a pocket in the tire uh, or an integrated container, as they call that, that will receive a sensor that can detect temperature and pressure on each individual tire and can send this information to an app on your phone, which is the first of its kind. And I think... We're going to see more of this. That's uh, right. It's it's kind of um, <clears throat> you know one step, one level higher than just the pressure sensor mm-hmm. that all of your cars have. Those are expensive um, and um, uh, sometimes yes. hard to uh, repair, hard to move from different sets of wheels. I think what's going to happen is there'll eventually be a chip built into an RFID chip built into sidewalls of tires and it will that will be the system it will send it electrically electronically to your car what do you think about that well i think um i prefer the other method you know when nitsa national tire uh, national transportation anyway the government agency national highway transportation uh, anyway they allowed either the sensor which a lot of vehicles have and they also allowed the an algorithm based on the rotation counters for the uh, abs system okay and that that you know that's that's a, a a device on the wheels that won't wear out okay it's as opposed to a sender unit that are yeah. typically strapped to your wheels and and sometimes can affect the balance you have to balance and that's right and has a 10-year life yeah well, Michelin claims the readouts on these connected tires uh, can help you improve lap times by 7.29 seconds after 10 laps, which is That's huge. A lot. Uh, right now it is being uh, built as something uh, for the track, but we'll probably see this adapted along the way. The tires uh, claim they have what Michelin calls the wavy summit architecture and dynamic response technology. Uh, that reduces uh, response time and increases feel from the tires. Uh, The end result is higher cornering speeds and better stability. Why not? I mean, tires, you know, we need more technology in tires, don't you think? Well, that's right. We've, uh, the improvements in tires from the 90s on um, were, you know, mega improvements with the actual materials, the, the rubber compounds and the tread designs. But 
now the technology has to go with the rest of the car in talking to the to the car sure i mean eventually you'll be able to tell is the tire wearing out is the tire wearing correctly or is it wearing unevenly um anything like that if you hit yeah. hit a curb and you've damaged the sidewall or you know if, if I, it's losing yeah. air and i think uh, the tires are going to the first thing they'll do is uh tell you if they're in alignment now that's a great that's a great way you know and pretend, potentially you know the cars may auto align themselves in the future oh boy i'll buy that <laughs> i'll buy that yeah um so did you ever think of this Les? maybe you've had this problem you're a tough guy but nobody thinks you're a tough guy uh you have to have that's that pretty well that's a pretty good description of me of your life all right well they call me captain cream sauce <laughs> oh, okay let's get to this next story that's it um Automotive News spoke with Honda America CEO Dave Gardner about a number of topics. And the one was that their trucks, he says their trucks are tough, but they just, people don't know it because they don't look tough. No. He used the ridgeline, doesn't look tough, but it is, it's extremely capable, but it's softened exterior styling hides the fact that it can, uh, you know, handle itself well off road. Uh, it says the same thing about the CRV uh, that um, you know it should get it should be toughened up a little bit. That it is very capable, but people don't see them as capable. They see them as more suburban, I guess, and not suburban in the sense of yeah, Chevy uh, suburban. As, as sort of a yeah, as, as kind of a uh, a commuter truck, but not a work truck. Yeah, so they're saying that they're probably going to they're going to buff these up a little bit make them a little bit more rugged looking which will sadly what it means is it's just styling stuff it's not it uh, is i mean if the the uh underpinnings are rugged i i always like that when we would go to impa events and we they would put one of these or uh subarus and things like that on off-road courses and the thing would hand would go through the mud just as good as a jeep and that, yeah, that's that, right. I always thought that was fun that you didn't know that, or you'd say like you're going to drive that through the woods, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it's designed for that," you know. Well, remember we were on an event many years ago where we pulled a big uh, Chevy Tahoe out of the mud with a little uh, tracker. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we didn't think it would work, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> Uh, he cited the Honda Passport as being a little bit more uh, truck-like. I would agree. I like the Passport, Honda Passport. It's uh, kind of yeah. a, what's nice about it, it's a clean design. It's not lots of swooping lines and that. It's pretty straightforward. And I think that straightforwardness kind of makes it look truck-like. So uh, just gives you an insight into how executives are thinking and how their cars are, or vehicles are perceived. So, uh, hey, coming up, uh, we're going to have a great guest, Mike Koval, uh, head of Ram, the head of the Ram brand. They've been setting the pickup truck market on fire. And uh, they have these uh, things called built-to-serve pickups. Matter of fact, you can take a look at them uh, or take a look at one of them on our Facebook page. If you head over there to our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page, got a picture up there of that. Mike's going to come back and tell us what's new at Ram 
Um, and uh, really, really neat. These are, I think they're only going to be a thousand of each of these built to uh, support all five branches of the military. So we'll talk to Mike about that when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Head on over to our Facebook page. Give us a like, and we will be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We are glad you're along for the ride. And we have Mike Kovala, who is head of the Ram brand, Les, with us for this segment because he's always got a lot of stuff to talk about at Ram. Big success story in the pickup truck world. And uh, Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, the Built to Serve edition of the Ram. By the way, welcome to Cruise Control, first of all. Well, thank you very much, and good morning. Yeah, and uh, you, uh, I I have to say, I think FCA in general, special editions are really important across across the line. I mean, we see this at Dodge, we see this at some of the other marks, and and Ram is no exception to that. Um, this is, uh, this is an interesting, uh, group of vehicles they are called built to serve. And I guess it's actually the second phase of these special theme trucks, right? Yes, correct. And, and as you know, FCA overall is a, uh, is a house of brand, truly. You mentioned Dodge, uh, the G brand as well. And of course, Ram trucks. And I think each of us with our own brand DNA have found ways to, in this case, honor our brave uh, men and women who serve in the armed forces. But each of the brands has their own unique and special way to connect with uh, with our customers in the market. And to your point, we recently brought to market the second phase of you know the U.S. Armed Forces inspired edition. In case it's the uh, it's a naval edition, and uh, it's just uh, we just started building it this past week, so we're very excited. And uh, the first edition performed very well for us beyond our wildest expectations, frankly. So we're very excited to bring the, uh, the edition here uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. And you're going to build um, a thousand models. Um, oh, actually a thousand in each color. And let's go over the colors, yes. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, um, you know, it's just true. And we, uh, we like to keep, we like to keep our, our special very limited Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, that provides uh, some exclusivity for uh, for the the customers who uh, these vehicles uh, are inspired by. But I have to I have to say the uh, the initial launch edition, which was geared towards the Army, uh, sold so well that we've gone back to our friends in the supply chain and have asked for them to uh, actually double put for the uh, the remaining branches. So there's just a lot of value when you look at the product itself. Uh, not only do we Obviously, play uh, pay homage to uh, to the individual uh, branch, but um, there's a lot of value in in the product itself. Mm-hmm. So it's been very well received by our, our dealers and, and so far and so far our customers as well. So let's talk about them. They have special colors and the value. Let's kind of go through that. A lot of people are probably going to ask, well, what does it say? U.S. Navy on it or U.S. Army or 
It's not really about that. It's more subtle, I guess, isn't it? It is. It is. We um, we do. We found it. We found a, a unique way to again uh, pay tribute to uh, to the individual service branches. We uh, we we don't call them out specifically, but we use uh, uh, clever ways to uh, to honor them. Uh, you know, for example, there are uh, there are flags uh, that, um, are uh, included in the uh, in the in the uh, upholstery treatments. And uh, there are also details as well on the exterior that just give you the sense of, of branch that we're uh, we're honoring. Uh, in this case, again, it's the uh, it's the Navy, but uh, uh, you know we have uh, uh, built to serve embroidered uh, Velcro panels uh, on each of the seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, see when you uh, climb into the in the truck, and uh, we also offer uh, the customers the ability to personalize uh, each of their uh, each of their trucks. So there are some different and unique ways that uh, they can attach different uh, uh, patches and so forth to the backs of the truck as well, or to the back of the seats as well. I'm thinking, Les, it should uh, be stenciled on the door for official use only, we, you know, <laughs> like, well, the, like the military vehicles. What do you think? That's right. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I can see where you want to be subtle, but at the same time, uh, it's very clear for the owner that well, okay, this is this is all about the Navy or this is all about the Air Force, um, and I, I love one of the colors, Spitfire. Yeah, that's just great. It's the RAF edition, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, Mike. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, the um, you know the the colors themselves, obviously, I think by extension uh, draw in the uh, you know the eye and and uh, the, the the designers really came up with some clever names, you know, Gator. Uh, ceramic gray, uh, you may Spitfire. Uh, we have another uh, color called Anvil, mm-hmm. and yet a, another called, uh, color called Tank uh, that's coming out as well. But uh, yes, yeah, so we had a little fun with the naming conventions for sure. But uh, but they're they're inspiring colors, uh, and uh, I really think they uh, help set the vehicles apart uh, on the road and, and uh, at our dealerships. And Anvil, I think. If I remember correctly, that is one cool color. It it almost looks like haze gray, like they, what they paint the navy ships, right? Right, exactly. It's uh, it's 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 a rich but but also subtle um, color. It's it, it's striking, and it allows you to see uh, the design cues in the sheet metal. So it, it's uh, it really works well. With, uh, with the truck and sort of natural uh, curves and in, in the in the deep. In the in the, the way it was stamped as well, so it's it really they they did a nice job blending the both, you know, allowing the color to stand out own, but also to uh, to allow you to appreciate uh, how sculpted and athletic the trucks look. And if I want to personalize mine, you said that you could put a flag in the upholstery. What are some of the other little? Um, I guess those aren't Easter eggs, are they? Because it's not meant as a surprise. It's something you. Uh, you ask for. Yes, correct. It, it's not an Easter egg. It uh, it just allows you to um, to attach, you know, your, your flag or if you have different patches mm-hmm. uh, that could be regimental, uh, could be name tape slogans uh, that allows you to personalize your own uh, built to serve editions. And that, that's yeah, sort of it, like it's, it's they're, they're not they're not Easter eggs. Uh, it just allows a little more customization. I think can be proud and. And display your uh, your individual uh, your individual uh, patches. And a lot of, I mean, this is all from uh, from the um, 
military influence here because if you look at a military uniform these days, they have Velcro for putting patches on. They have this uh, um, pouch attachment ladder system, uh, which they use for packs and things like that. So really, that's how you've drawn it out. Let's talk about some of the actual equipment, the off-road content and that that are on these Ram built-to-serve edition vehicles. By the way, we should mention we're speaking with Mike Koval, head of the Ram brand uh, for North America. Um, so let's talk about some of the gear that you're actually getting beyond the cool paint. Yeah, so let's, uh, if you don't mind, start with uh, some of the interior treatments. And one of the, uh, really one of the emerging trends in the marketplace is this notion of this lockable console storage. Now, we've had that on, on Wrangler, for example, in the past. For the first time, we're introducing from the factory a lockable uh, console, which, again, has really been met with uh, overwhelming enthusiasm and support. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look for new applications lockable storage as well. But again, we talked a little bit about the seat, deeply bolstered uh, cloth and vinyl sport-styled seats. So uh, they're comfortable, they're practical, but they also have a sporty look to them. Uh, and then, of course, we are offering all-weather rubber slush mats. And these aren't, these aren't uh, uh, you know, th this is high-quality, thick, meant-to-be-used type of uh, slush mats. They're very uh, hardy, if you will. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, underneath the skin, as, as you know, and as you pointed to, uh, we know that the trucks have to be ready for as well. And it's loaded, absolutely loaded with four by four off-road content. And, and just, you know, a couple of, a couple of things that were all, all terrain tires, which, which makes sense, electronic locking rear axles, uh, those with hill descent control, uh, full slate of suspension skid plates, uh, steer skid plate, uh, tow hooks, transfer case skid plates, and um, really maybe one of the most impressive features from an engineering perspective is really these heavy-duty off-road calibrated uh, both front and rear shock absorbs. So, look, the, the truck looks fantastic, uh, again, and I think it really does a nice job paying homage to our, our heroes. This truck's ready to play, and it's ready to work as well. Yeah, and engine right. engine choices, can you uh, get the diesel in it as well? Yes, sir. Actually, the... And sometimes with limited editions, it's it might be to a, a certain cab configuration or powertrain, mm -hmm. but not in this case. Uh, the Ram built to serve editions are available in all body styles and uh, with all powertrains. That is neat. That is neat. And uh, let me ask our special. Uh, and we've got about a little under a minute here, and we'll we'll bring you back after the break, Mike. But are these uh, going to go to veterans per se, or just anyone can get them? No, the, great question. We talked a lot about that internally, but um, but no, we we've made them available for for anybody, uh, just uh, not just our men and women in the armed forces. So no, that uh, you can see more information at ram.com or certainly uh, speak to your local Ram dealer uh, for more information. But uh, no, they're available for everybody, which I think frankly is why we had to go back and ask for more production. But no, we're very honored and humbled. That, it's, uh, that these additions have been well-received. All right. Well, Matt Koval will stick with us. He's the head of the Ram brand and be right back after the break with more Cruise Control. Stay tuned. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. 
And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We're having a great conversation with Mike Koval, who is head of the Ram brand, talking about the Built to Serve series. They're going to build a thousand of each of these, some very cool colors. Anvil's one of my favorites, Les. Yeah, I uh, like Anvil. It, um, it's very military looking. Well, right? because it is a military <laughs> color. Yep. We're going to talk to Mike about what else is going on at Ram and, and how the segment, a uh, pickup truck segment, uh, has uh, held up well, uh, even in this whole COVID situation and changing how you know people buy vehicles and how they've adapted to that. I'm going to read you a little thing, and this is not putting you on the spot. I think you will like this, right? Um, of course... Being the guy that you are in charge of the Ram brand, you know, there's another brand going to release a popular pickup truck this uh, this week. <laughs> and um, this is a quote from a, I believe, a Reuters piece, a guy named Rhett Reichart, owner of Reichart Ford in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, he's talking about the design, the new design of the F-150, and he says, Ram taught everyone a bit of a lesson. The old five-inch screen for your navigation and radio <laughs> controls is gone. They're all going to be 10, 12, 15-inch screens. How do you like that? A Ford no, I, dealer I, I saying, uh, hey, we should really <laughs> be like Ram. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, certainly. You know, we've, um, from, the, from its infancy, the all-new Ram 1500 was engineered and designed to be the no-compromise benchmark in terms of capability durability, uh, reliability, uh, and now more than ever, technology and, and also innovation. And you referenced the segment-disrupting class-exclusive 12-inch touchscreen, which, you know, frankly, has been a game-changer not only for our light-duty pickup trucks. We've now migrated that technology to our heavy-duty pickup trucks as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, they, have, they have helped Ram brand grow tremendously over the last couple of years. And uh, we are seeing more people switch to RAM than ever before. And uh, it's because of the innovation, the technology, the luxury that you see in our new RAM 1500 pickup trucks that, uh, that has really won our customers over uh, from, from coast to coast, frankly. So the fact that our competition is looking up at us, uh, it, it keeps us humble. And, and it really just energizes us to continue that spirit of innovation and, and leadership, and uh, we we now have the most loyal uh, owners of any full size pickup truck in the segment, and uh, so it's the the package and the trucks are resonating with our customers. That's amazing. Now, how, uh, especially in the last five months, how is the industry uh, doing in general, and obviously Ram in particular? Um, it you know it's been a tough time. It's been a very difficult time, and I think it really surprised uh, all of us to some extent, but the, the truck segments have held up remarkably well during, this, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, certainly relative to some of the other mainstream segments like cars and, and even SUVs for quite a while. The shopping activity has been actually above uh, 2019 levels, so wow. I think there's some natural, uh, some natural immunity to, uh, to the truck segments because people need their trucks for for work and for play and uh, so they've held up remarkably well through uh, through this time period yeah that is that is great to see uh and and you think do you think moving forward we'll see more purchases 
done virtually, I mean, people are more seem to be more comfortable with that. They can be in their own home. They can look things over and then and then even do some of the paperwork at home as well. Yes, and I think it's uh, the notion of online retailing uh, is here to stay for sure. I think we we had to uh, we really had to accelerate. All of us had to accelerate our uh, you know our, our capability with respect to online retailing, and it's not perfect yet, but it's certainly giving customers the opportunity to uh, to shop and to buy from the comfort and safety in our, of our uh, within their own homes, which. You know, again, I think that's here to stay. But make no mistake, I, I still think people need to touch, feel, test drive. There's still a lot of human component to uh, to the buying process mm-hmm. that I don't think is going to go away mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I would think, um, it, as you say, it's been modified quite a bit, and and it's awfully convenient for an awful lot of people to be able to do most of their transaction online and then just go take a test drive somewhere when they're pretty well made up their minds um is uh, have the dealers inventories been able to handle the demand because the factories have been partially shut down for a while yes it, it's true that uh, in some cases uh your to your point the the factories have been down really since about the middle middle part of march they're now back up and running thank goodness and uh, so far, everybody's been healthy, and, and we've taken strict uh, safety measures to keep all of our employees safe. Uh, so they're back up and running, and I think the inventories will begin to be replenished here in the coming weeks and months. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for sure, there are some uh, some trims specifically that are, are running pretty lean right now. But overall, we still have a, a fantastic selection out there, and I think the dealers have been able to uh, to manage through that uh, you know through that time period where the inventories have been lean through dealer trading and so forth. But uh, we we're very much looking forward to getting back to a, a normal, stable uh, supply of vehicles in the coming uh, coming weeks and months. We're talking to Mike Koval, who is head of the Ram brand in North America. Mike, can you are you back to being able to order a pickup truck? Because let's face it, some people want everything specific, whether it's rear end ratios or whatever. And pickup trucks, you could spend hours ordering it because there's a lot of a yeah. lot of choices <laughs> for a lot of things. Millions well, of we, combinations. there are there are, and, and the answer is is yes. We are accepting uh, we're accepting uh, uh, customized orders. Uh, so again, whether it's uh, through a phone call or online retailing or just visiting your local Ram dealership, you can place a customized order. We are accepting them now. But, you know, that's the fun part about the truck business. They are inherently complex, but Mm -hmm. we feel like we have to be a little bit of everything to everybody. There are so many different uh, corners of the market that, uh, you know, that we want to be in. And uh, and we want to be relevant to to anybody who's in the marketplace for a pickup truck. And, by the way, that the size of the market, we were talking about how well the the new Ram 1500 has been received and uh, it's really opening new doors. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing people come into this segment from, from small cars and, and even SUVs. And again, it's no longer taboo to to have a full size pickup truck uh, as your everyday means of transportation. Oh, I remember growing up less you, there were certain roads in New York. You could not drive a pickup truck (laughs) without a cap, believe it or not. If you had a cap on it, somehow it made it better. But you could, because they said, well, that's a work truck. Nobody would drive that for, uh, you know, everyday transportation. How, how times have changed, yes. right? And right. They, had, they had manual steering. Yeah, they had manual steering, rubber mats, metal dashboards. Yeah. Yep. Um, one thing we want to bring up, Mike, we've got about a minute here left. 
great deal. You guys still build the Ram Classic, and if someone's looking to get into a pickup truck, they want a great pickup truck, but maybe they don't have a huge budget, this is a great way to get into a new truck, right? Yes, sir. The uh, We have continued to build the Ram 1500. We now call it the Classic. And uh, as we were talking about offline, the bones of that, that truck are as strong as ever. And uh, not to be forgotten, the Ram 1500 Classic was the two-time Motor Trend Truck of the Year award winner just a few years back. And uh, the designers and engineers have done a wonderful job keeping it relevant. Uh, we, brought the, we brought the name Warlock back in, which has a lot of heritage to it. And uh, so we've done a lot of really nice things to keep the, the Ram 1500 Classic relevant. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's doing very well in the marketplace for us. All right, Mike Koval, head of Ram Brand. We appreciate it. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.